Good evening. Oh, welcome. This is Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I am Jane. And I'm her husband, Shannon. Shannon. Yes. And we're going to talk about prayer again tonight. Prayer, part four. And... We're going to be specific this time and talk about the biblical promises of the prayers that God says he will answer. Yes. And some of the... affirmative. Right. And, and some of the some of the things that go along with that. And I think the neat thing about talking about these prayers that God will answer in the affirmative is that it can if you pray these prayers, pray for these things, when God answers, you can say yeah, it can just increase your confidence in prayer and it will just help your walk. Of course it will help everything because we're supposed to pray uh, pray all the time and Ephesians 6.18 says, Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. And as our world gets crazier and crazier and crazier, we just need people dedicated to Jesus who are going to just keep praying for each other and other people in this world and, you yeah. know, whatever. I, I think we need to put this in context a little bit, and that's kind of what we're going to do today about, about prayer, about what God actually says about prayer and prayer being answered and okay. things like that. But we are meant to bring things to God. Um, Everything. Yes. And one of the things that I think we struggle with sometimes is, is people have struggle. Even the disciples asked, had to ask Jesus, how do we pray? Oh, Teach how do, us how to pray. They yeah. didn't know how to pray. And I think today we're no better. I think the vast majority of the people today still don't know how to pray. We think we do because we've been taught a rote prayer or a liturgical prayer or... Something like that. And it's not, that's not what God was talking about. That's not what God wants. God simply wants his children to come to him and ask Mm -hmm. and then listen for a response. Mm -hmm. And if we simplify it to that pure form, it makes it so much more meaningful for us in our prayer life. If we simplify it just down to having a conversation with God. That's all it is. Then then that takes all this mystery out of it and all this fear and all this, am I doing it right stuff out of it? Because if you're, I'm talking to my wife right now and I'm talking to everybody listening too, but I'm talking to my wife right now and I don't have to have a format. I don't have to have a preconceived notion. I don't have an outline on how to talk to my wife. I just talk to her and talking to God's the same way. If you did though, if you came with, okay, I want to talk about this. Number one, number two, I'd be like, Maybe there's that's necessary sometimes. I don't know. But I'd be like, why don't we just chat? Let's have a chat. Let's talk. Yeah, she loves the word chat. Oh, I love Use the word it with chat. Maggie. Yeah, yes. that's why. I know. Because Maggie would all say, let's chat. And it was fun. I want to read something here. Go for it. Um, let me see. I'm going to give the guy credit for it that wrote it because it's beautiful. Um, uh, oh, my. I'm having a hard time finding the gentleman that wrote oh gary millar oh um he's uh queensland theological um college and he says something here i really like uh australia oh okay he he writes at the core of the gospel is that we have nothing we contribute nothing we bring nothing to god prayer which is made possible by the gospel and shaped by the gospel works the same way god gives to us we don't give to god we ask he gives Prayer depends on what he has done in us and for us and on what he will do in us and for us. Mm. I like that. We and bring that's nothing. So true. We we have nothing to contribute. Mm. We have nothing. We bring nothing other than the fact that we just come to the Father. 
And, and that's I, why faith is so important. It's because it's the only thing that we can have. When you were reading that, I was thinking of Weston. Okay. Okay, so Weston. Tell the story. To, we just heard this story today. It happened oh, this morning. Actually, that's not. I wasn't even going to oh, well, share I, that. Then I'm going to tell this you story. You can tell the story, but I'll right. tell you why I was thinking of Weston. Okay, okay, go ahead. This is Okay, so when you were reading that, I was just thinking, okay, Weston's two years old, and he has our heart. He's our little grandson, and he's a joy to be around. But he really can't do anything for me whatsoever, you know, as as far as he has doesn't have the strength. I mean, he can do things if I allow him to, but really, I just want to be with him, and I will, it, it's fine he can't do anything. I just want to be with him. It was like holding baby Charlie today at church. She couldn't do anything but look at you, but mm-hmm. that was enough. That was enough. And, and she just didn't mind strangers holding her it was amazing i was afraid she's gonna cry she's not our she's our uh the grandchild of some people in our church uh very young weeks old she's a yeah just a few weeks old and just she let me hold her didn't cry and just looked at me and 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 that's kind of what i think when you were saying that and in that maybe even more like a baby baby because a baby cannot do anything for an adult who's holding it holding her or him but but but, but have needs. But that, yeah, but have needs, and that's enough. That's okay, and the adult totally understands. It's when the lesser get weird things. So he's going to tell the wonderful story about Weston. All right. This afternoon, our daughter kind of has to do with prayer. This is the simplicity of prayer, and what uh, I think we should look at it like we're looking at it through the eyes of a child. Um, our daughter goes to a non-denominational church, and. Montana. Um, in Montana. And she was at church, and they were having communion. And, of course, the, the pastor says, let us pray. And my grandson, who's two, folded his hands. And was. she said he just kept saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, during the prayer. It was silent prayer. And apparently, as the pastor was praying, he was going on a little long. And... My grandson, in the middle of church, said, Amen! Just shouted it out. She said he made his presence known by yelling out, Amen! in the middle of this prayer. When the, Apparently, when the pastor took a breath, he jumped in with an Amen. <laughs> As a pastor myself, I find that amusing. Yeah, Sometimes I don't know how to end a prayer, but having a little two-year-old yell out, Amen! would do it just for me. So, <laughs> yeah. Alright, so let's talk about the specific promises of God when it comes to prayer. Okay. Specific promises. Well, the first thing is that if we confess our sins, First uh, John one nineteen one nine says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So that's the first promise of God: is if you bring your sins to me, I will forgive them. Mm. That is, if you bring them to me, I'll forgive them. Oh, that one goes along with. Jesus' acceptance of a person. John six thirty seven. These are words of Jesus. Whoever comes to me will never be cast out. So if you actually approach Jesus and say, Jesus, be in my life, he'll go, okay. And I don't want to be too uh, literal about these things, but um, they are, everything has to be done with the whole heart or you're not really doing it, by the way. You can't just say You that. can't just come and say, yeah, well, I did something wrong. Go ahead and forgive me for it. That's not how that works. And you can't say, yeah, I guess I'm following you. All right. It's not yeah. how it works. If you're not fully committed to what you are asking for, you will not receive. You have to be fully committed to it. True. True. You can't just like 
half marry a person or say, no. okay, let's go through the motions and then it's I'll like just half do whatever apologizing. I wanted. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm sorry, but it really was your fault, you know. Yeah, that's not an apology. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, oh, let me give you one. I know, let's mm-hmm. say there's people in your life you have real trouble with. Well, I know one prayer that God will do through you. You want to deal with this person in prayer? Say, God love them through me. Help me love them. God will always help you love someone. You might not feel like you're loving them, but you can say, God love them through me. And God, he tells us to love everybody. So I'm going to give you a few verses here. Okay. You don't agree? No, I'm listening. Funny. I'm listening. Well, I'm just listening. Oh. She always says I look funny. No, I don't. We love because he first loved us. 1 John 4, 19. Mm -hmm. And then 1 John 4, 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Mm. We're supposed to... Oh, wait. And Luke 6, 27. Because I will say he was talking about loving fellow believers. Mm -hmm. But you know what Jesus said? Yes. Let me, don't say it, I'll just quote the it. two greatest commandments. Oh, I wasn't even, go ahead, that's not what I was okay, thinking of. The first of. one is to love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And the second is to love others as yourself. And he did not quantify the others. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor, others, and other people. And neighbor. Yes, so. Okay, Luke. Give everybody the same benefit of the doubt you give to yourself. Yeah. Um, Luke 27 says, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. So if you're having trouble doing good for someone you dislike, just ask Jesus to help you because he will because that's his will for you. And it's his will you love those people. Another one, Luke 6.37, it says, Judge not and you will not be judged. Condemn not and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you'll be forgiven. Jesus wants you to forgive everybody. Mm-hmm. So that is, a, if you are having trouble forgiving someone, you know, maybe really they don't deserve forgiveness. Like none of us really deserve it anyway. But if you just say, Jesus, forgive through me, or I forgive that person. I want to feel like I forgive them. If anything with forgiveness, that's, that will be answered by God. He will help you forgive that person and he'll get you where you feel, feel that forgiveness too. And also another one of God's promises is he promises us peace, peace that passes all understanding. So if you don't feel peaceful within, ask God, he will give you that peace. That's Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do you, let me, yeah, but I want to, go ahead. I'm going to add to that a little bit. Oh, yeah. First of all, <clears throat> I want to, you said we are told to forgive others as we are forgiven. Mm-hmm. And so when we go to ask God for forgiveness, we can't have unforgiveness in our own heart towards anyone else. That's a block. That's something that's going to say, God's going to say, wait a minute. Go do That's this. where Jesus said, you know, take the log out of your own eye before you ask, before you try and take the speck out of someone else's. But in addition, you were just talking about about some of that other stuff. And I just want to bring up Mark 9. I I love that story where the father tells Jesus, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. Yes. In other words, he really wanted to believe, Mm -hmm. and yet somewhere in his heart there was unbelief, but he acknowledged his weakness. He acknowledged his unbelief. Mm -hmm. That, I think, is the right approach we have for God. Sometimes we don't even really 
expect the answer that we want. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we struggle to tr- struggle to understand the blessing that we could possibly receive, and and in asking, we're almost unfaithful in our asking because part of your mind is saying, "I'm not sure." Take that to God too, and jump yeah. that out and say, "He sees it." Father, anyway. I just I'm praying for healing. I'm praying for anything. I'm praying for this, Lord, and I struggle with with understanding what you can do, Lord, but I just give it to you and I want you to take it. There are so many many little things that we do that interfere with our prayer life, with our relationship with God. And some of it is doubt, and that's normal. That is Mm -hmm. human. That's every one of us. So take your doubt to God and say, help me with my unbelief. I don't want this doubt, Lord. Help me. And then... Uh, he, if you want wisdom from him, oh yeah, he'll give you wisdom. It says uh, James one five. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. Very this good. must have been one of Shannon's because he was. Yep. It's like ah oh, man, she took mine because he was making these emotions. Yeah, a lot of times people <laughs> have taken this verse and some of the other verses and twisted them. That if anything you ask of me, but this one says, if you lack wisdom. Let him ask God who gives generally, and it will be given. If you ask for wisdom, you will be given. It. That's a specific. Yep. You're asking specifically for wisdom. Mm-hmm. This is not asking for a new car. You're asking for wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then an- another one that goes right along with that, I think, uh, knowledge of the Lord, I think, is equal with that too. So Jeremiah thirty-one, thirty-three through thirty-four. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least to the greatest, declares the Lord. That comes through Jesus Christ. Because of our reunification with with God through Jesus, Mm -hmm. we are able to know the Lord personally. I don't need to have intercession through another human being. I think that's what Jeremiah is talking about. I don't need to go to the high priest and have the high priest give me a sacrifice right. because Jesus was the sacrifice for all. Right. So now, because the sacrifice is complete, the door is open. The Holy of Holies is open for me to address God personally. I don't have to take it to somebody with a rope around his ankle and let him do it for me. Instead, we are allowed to come to God and ask God uh, about himself. Reveal to me, God, your will. Show me through your eyes how you look at other people. Show me what you think mm-hmm. about the situation I'm in. Mm-hmm. Instead of make it easier for me, do this, this. Just say, God, just or, let me see it through your eyes. Lord, I want it done this way. Yeah. I mean, that's not... That Don't come to him asking for what you want done. Go and ask what he wants done because his wisdom and his will is perfect. And if you follow his wisdom and his will... That prayer will be answered. I have a couple more, but I want yes. to do this other Go ahead. one. Okay, so you mentioned that we. Oh, I'll just read this. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do that. Do it, John. That was John fourteen, thirteen, and fourteen. So Jesus says, "Ask anything in my name, I will do it," and that is a promise. But in my name. It can't go against his will. It can't go against the Bible. It can't go against anything that would be contrary to what God wants for you. Because he's not going to go against who he is. And he is love. He is complete goodness. He is wholeness. So we don't really, if you think about it, we don't want to go against God's will either. Because anything against God's will is not good. 
I mean, God's will is good. And so when we ask, if we are asking according to God's word or God's will, God's word, it will happen. Now, that doesn't mean we know we know when it will happen. We still have to wait on the Lord. Those who wait on the Lord will be renewed. Oh, would you read that? Isaiah 40, 31. And while yeah, you're looking at the, keep going. Okay. Um, if we wait on the Lord, we'll be renewed. But Shannon's going to actually read mm-hmm. the verse for me. Um, yeah, you got it. Yep. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on with wings like eagles, and they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So those, if we wait on the Lord, he promises he'll renew our strength. He will, will go ahead, say it again. Would you? <laughs> I'm sorry. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Mm. That's a promise. That's a promise. Mm-hmm. And waiting means not just impatiently. Waiting means we're expectantly believing that God's going to come through. That's where the renewal of strength comes. And that's from giving it to God and letting him take it and not dragging it along behind you. Yeah. You cannot drag that anchor behind you and it fly like an eagle. That's not possible. Mm-hmm. You have to give it to God and then wait in, in full knowledge of the expectation that he will answer that prayer. Another thing um, I want to bring up about asking for wisdom. This is James 1, 5 through 7. Okay. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally, gives to all liberally without reproach and will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not man suppose that he will receive anything from, let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. So, take your doubt to God. But if you in faith are also doubting, if you are praying because somebody tells you, well, you should pray about it, but you're not putting your heart into it. Yeah. Why would you expect to get anything back from them? Yeah. You know, it's, it's like a wave, a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. In other words, you're not committed to one thing or another. You go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, you just got to commit, man. How can, how can God answer that prayer if you're not committed. willing to commit to asking? Right. Now here, and now I remember what I was going to say. Psalm 37 says, uh, I'm going to just read 3 and 4. Okay. Well, actually, I'm going to read 3 through 7 because okay. it's... Three through six, something. Okay, delight or trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell on the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Gosh, we could do a whole podcast on the promises and just those few verses. But the verse four, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Like how we were saying, you know, we don't want anything that's contrary to God's will. If if you try, if you just say, Lord, help me delight in you, he will change your heart to want what he wants because he becomes the desire of your heart. And anything, oh, mm. another verse, 1 Corinthians 10, 31 says, therefore, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do, do all, all for the, the glory, glory of God. God. So that's one that God will answer. Mm-hmm. Say, God, I want you please be glorified in my life, or please be glorified today, he will be. I mean, that's a promise. But like you were reading there, this is also 1 John three twenty two. Whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do, these th- do those things that are pleasing in his sight. In other words, what we are asking has to be in alignment with his will. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, the desires of our heart, if, if we are truly living within 
uh, God's will, if we are truly living the way that God wants us to live, well, the desires of our heart will match right up with his. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because of that, of course he'll answer that prayer. Yeah. But like, wow, again, yeah. if, if you're lusting after material things and asking God for that, um, that's probably not the best thing for you. And God realizes that. Yeah. You know, and- if my if my child came to me and let's say he needed transportation and I said, well... You know, I, I got a line on a really good, quality, safe, reliable used car. And he says, no, I, I really need a Lamborghini. I'm not giving him a Lamborghini. First of all, because he's a child and probably it, it would be too much car for them to drive. And also because it's not something that's going to be beneficial to their life whatsoever. Yeah. They need to get from A to B. Yeah. So God says, this, these are the things that you need. That's why when Jesus was asked by the disciples, how should we pray? He said, give us this day our daily bread. Mm-hmm. And come back tomorrow and ask for it again. You will get what you need. And that doesn't mean you're... There's nothing wrong with material stuff. No. Everything that God brings in our lives are tools to live for Him. And of course He knows we need a vehicle to get there. Our our consideration, from our, I think I can speak for both of us in our relationship with God as a couple, um, everything we have is a blessing from God, Mm -hmm. including my job, including the pay I get for the job that I do. Just because I'm working, I don't. I didn't earn it. It's all still a blessing from God. So everything that we have is a blessing from God. So I can't look at anything that I've received from God in any in any less of a blessing than what someone else receives from God. Right. God gave me exactly what I need, mm-hmm. and I have that. And that I think is is part of the the Christian life is living it within contentment of the fact that God gave you everything you needed. Mm-hmm. So and I, uh, God places His people in all walks of life, in all you know uh, economic levels. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know there are some Christians who are incredibly wealthy, and then there's Christians who are very poor. And in all those places, and all in between, God will provide our needs. Mm-hmm. And But he needs us everywhere. And we just need to be content where we're at. That doesn't mean if, if you can get a better paying job and it's a job you really want. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just the focus is doing, being content, living for Jesus, and... and um, just follow the will of God. Yeah. Don't don't follow your own will and then try and try and ask God to bless it after the fact. Mm-hmm. God will deal with whatever you do. I mean, there's no no challenge to that. But really, what we are called to do is just to follow His will. If you ask first before you if you ask before you make a decision, it's going to go much easier than making the decision and then asking afterwards. Mm-hmm. And those are lessons we should have learned as children. But as children of God, sometimes we have a hard time remembering those things. Yeah. Again, asking those kind of things, um, the things that we're talking about then. I just got a couple more in here. Um, and, uh, you read uh, John 14, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to go down to John 15 then. Okay. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Again, abiding in Christ. Then our minds will be in alignment with Christ. And uh, John fifteen sixteen, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. So again, 
we are if we're in alignment with God's will. And if you don't know what that is, then you ask for that wisdom to find out what's in alignment with God's will. And when you truly find it, then you go to God with that mm-hmm. and say, God, you've told me that this is your will and this is what I'm coming to you for. Mm. And I think God waits for us to ask sometimes. Mm-hmm. Even if it's within his will, mm-hmm. he asks for us because he wants us to come and say, I recognize these things. It glorifies him for us to come and ask. Yeah, true. If he just if if being a Christian made life super easy because everything was all done for you, everybody would be a Christian and nobody would have a Christian heart. Oh, that's true. Part of being a Christian is the fact that we understand who we are and who he is, mm-hmm. and who we are in in our relationship and in our with him, but also in our relationship with the world and our job within the world and our purpose within the world, the reason that we are accepted as his children, that's all encompassing. Mm-hmm. So God wants us to come to him. God wants us to seek him. God wants us to spend time with him in relationship with him so that we can understand that will of God. Yeah. And so that we can ask for the things that keep us in the will of God. And he I- wants us to come back to him regularly. If you have children or grandchildren, what's the best thing in the world? When they come to you and want to sit on your lap, when they come to you and ask you to help them with something, when they come and say, could you come play with me? Could mm-hmm. you come be with me? I'm going to go do something. Would you sit and watch me? Mm-hmm. The simplest things bring the greatest joy to us. Mm-hmm. And they're not asking us to do anything special. Just be with them. Just to be. And that's what yep. God wants from us. And mm-hmm. I think I think one of the reasons God gave us children is so that we would understand our relationship with the Father. I think so, too. I know so. Yeah. So when we talk about our prayer life, and I think about that, something as simple as, come watch me, mm-hmm. is what a child would say. Mm-hmm. And I think how much joy I get out of the child that says that to me. Any child says that to me, whether they're my child or somebody else's. Mm-hmm. I love kids. <clears throat> the joy that that brings the Father. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes... I think also sometimes we get caught up a word, what's God's will, what's God's will, and we don't know what to do. I think sometimes we make it too difficult in that we need just to live our lives and and do the things we know God wants us to do, like love him and love people. That's where it all gets down to that, loving God and loving people. And Mm -hmm. I think there's a freedom within his will. Sometimes he'll go, well, you have a choice, do this or that, and neither one is bad. It's just, you know, it's, what's your preference? Do you want to eat with a spoon today or you want to eat with a fork? You know, sometimes, sometimes it's simple stuff. Sometimes it's simple, you know, like, it's like, he doesn't care what I wear tomorrow. You know, I mean, sometimes we just make it too difficult. And I, I think if you don't know what God's will is for a certain situation, and sometimes it is something like that, then just keep praying about it. And just every day, keep doing what you know you're supposed to do, loving God, loving people, and work heartily for the Lord. Work heartily, do your best at everything you do, or whatever, as work unto the Lord. Lord. Yeah. And and He will, and take steps toward, go in one direction. If you don't know, just go in a direction. And if it's the wrong way, He will redirect you. And go, well, but you have to be malleable to that too. You yes. have to be willing if you're to wrong. let Him lead. Yes. You can ask someone to, somebody to lead you, but if you don't follow, what good is that? True, true. I remember I was at a, a clinic with Buck Brannerman once, and he was talking about 
as a writer, how you have to be sensitive to what you're... Writer, like what horse writer. It sounded like writer. No, I'm sorry, a writer. It's a horse clinic, so yeah. I would imagine it would be about actually well, yeah, being on the not horse. Everybody knows anyway, who Buck is, yeah. what he did was he had a he had a volunteer come forward. A woman came forward, and he said, "Close your eyes. I'm going to take your hand, and you just go where I lead you around." Mm-hmm. And what he found, what he was trying to show us, is if you yank on the reins, you'll get resistance. Mm. So he walked slowly and easily, and then all of a sudden would jerk in one direction, and she'd pull back. But the concept goes the other way around. We are the we are the one being led. Yeah. And if we ask God to lead us, and then resist where He's leading us, yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. If yeah. you really want to be led by God, you have to be willing to go where He tells you to go. Mm-hmm. Even you know? if you're scared or yeah, or reluctant. that's why there's some things. Be careful. Don't pray for humility. Oh gosh, no. God will show you humility. Yeah. That, you don't even yeah. have to, you know, <laughs> things like that, like yeah, some of those things. Humility. Yeah, be careful. Be careful and of too many things you ask for because God will teach you things because you ask that maybe you didn't really think about ahead of time. So. You know, I don't think we have to pray <laughs> for any of the spiritual fruit because we'll get those just in life. Right. But you should know what they are: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. Something else, something else. You have to look it up. It's in Galatians. <laughs> Wait, I'll look it up. And maybe, I guess, I guess, yeah, let me look it up here. I got, go eat popcorn. Yes. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Yes. Um, that's how, when I first came to Christ, that's how Jane taught me to get around my Bible. I've never forgotten, it? go yeah. eat popcorn. Someone told me that too. <laughs> and I can't even know, find out where it is in Galatians where Oh, no wonder. I'm not in Galatians. I'm in Ephesians. Okay. Never mind. you got to be in the right book. Yeah, that would help. I was looking for... Um, here we are. Okay. This is... keep. I'm just going to read the from 16 to 26 in Galatians 5. So this is good. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. All in there, that's 24. You, Those fruit will develop in your life as you follow Jesus. We don't even have to pray for those. I mean, because they will just... They will develop as we live as Jesus calls us to live. So, bringing that full circle into our prayer talk then. Yeah, and we are could, we still in prayer? We could easily go for a very long time. But praying within God's will, understanding God's will, letting your life be guided by God's will, are all things that I think, as you said, the, the fruit will be born from following God's will. Mm-hmm. The fruit will be born when we abide in Christ the way God 
Christ says, abide in me and I will abide in you. I've chosen you to bear much fruit. Yes. And your fruit should remain. That's in John Those things, that's what I read. Did you read the I have chosen you part? Yeah. You did. You have not chosen me, I've chosen you. Oh yeah, but then there's the next verse. Okay, so as we're going through all these things, I think that's the one thing we need to really keep in mind is the fact that everything goes according to God's will within God's perfect will. And if we don't know what is, we can ask. If we don't have the wisdom to understand it, we ask for the wisdom. But start your prayer walk with that. Yeah. Start your prayer walk with asking God to reveal His will to you. Once that's under, once you get to that, once you get that understanding, then it's so much easier to, to know what to follow through on. Oh, so we need to wrap up. We are going to wrap this up I now. And obviously we could story. do hours probably and not. hours and okay. hours of this. And we'll probably continue this. Let's just con- let's take this up again next time. Because we I haven't bet. talked about healing. We haven't talked about a lot of the other things that, that prayer is intended to do. We could do that. It will so. be probably our last podcast of the year, the next one. Well, yeah, because there's only one week left in December. Yeah. So It's amazing. 2021 is almost gone. What a blessing it is to see this in the rearview mirror. Yeah. And what an adventure it is to come. Yeah. Merry Christmas. God bless. Yeah. Bye.